All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line, lease any phone, and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He is the television voice of the Utah Jazz from AT&T Sportsnet, the great Craig Bowler. Jack, what's up, Bowler? What's happening? Hey, Jay Gordo. How are you? We're glad you didn't lose your voice. We thought you had laryngitis or something, but uh, not your <laughs> fault. Uh, well, you know, I was just talking to Austin. I mean, I, as long as I've been behind the mic, uh, it happens. And, you know, apologies all the way around. I don't know all the technical, uh, you know, jargon for it, but some sort of a, a transmission issue with some, some sort of an audio or video card uh, at one of the translation or transport stations that take the, tra- you know, the optic line uh fiber optic line and you know send it to all the outlets it's you know what it's a crazy world i i think we i get so used we all get used to like turning on the water turning on the electricity turning on the television and just expect you know each and every night something pops up once in a while the glitch and again apologies i uh was upset because it was really a fun game and i'm glad you know fans got to see at least about three quarters of it last night all right, uh, just just a curiosity question for Bowler. Uh, when when Craig Bowler Jack has access to uh, New Orleans for an evening off, what uh, yeah. what do you find to do? Well, what I find to do is this particular time I had a college friend uh, who actually uh, I, I tell you what we were able to go and find tickets to go to the Saints game. Nice, nice. So that was I have not been a, a, in the stadium uh, in the stands for a long time. Uh, in in the football college or NFL atmosphere, so it was it was. I'd rather been in the booth, but it was fun to be amongst uh, a really rabid fan base who left uh, the dome very disappointed. I didn't think Drew Brees played well. Taysom Hill, my, in my book, was the best athlete on the field. Um, you know that he's he's multi talented. Uh, the guy's got an arm. Uh, he can run. He can play special teams. I thought he was just he did a, a terrific job for the moments or the times and the plays that Peyton put him in there. But, yeah, Breeze looked a little bit, um, I don't know. They didn't look as engaged as I thought they would be and, and have the energy behind that crowd that, that was uh, at the Dome. So uh, that was one part of the day. The second half of the night, I had a chance to meet up with a college friend, college buddy, who had a post-game party, just moved to New Orleans uh, with his wife, and so I joined them and had terrific redfish and oysters. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I tell you, meals are, bad meals are hard to come by uh, in New Orleans, that's for sure. And you could probably spend, seriously, a year, six months to a year, uh, trying different places in that city because they're everywhere. And, and the ones I've always made a stop at are very, very good. Yeah, I've had the best uh, seafood I ever had. Was it's amazing. Yeah. The cuisine I mean, is amazing. Unbelievable. And you mentioned redfish. There's, Ooh, a yeah. lot, there's some good stuff down there. That is for sure. Bowler, what's going on with the Utah Jazz? They seem like they're finding ways to win. They've won 11 of 12 now. When they play well, uh, they win games. And when they don't necessarily play up to their potential, they win games. <laughs> good way to put it. That's the way it's kind of gone lately. Uh, I don't know if we go back – to the trade, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Dante to Cleveland, who, by the way, exploded for a terrific game with the Cavs uh, night last night or the night before. And, you know, I, it's been good for, I think, both players, uh, you know, new opportunity, new team. Uh, but I think Clarkson, I think the fact that George Niang is also I mean, given an opportunity to show what he can actually do, we, we just kind of knew him 
uh, as a guy that would pop on the floor on occasion and, you know, play some D, run the floor, hit a three, then sit down. But now there's more minutes. But it seems to me since this whole situation came about and the Jazz kind of really bottomed out a bit, especially the bench was, you know, minus nine uh, against opponents' benches. And, you know, you, you can't win a lot of games when the, the the five starters build a lead and then the, the guys, the second unit comes in and that lead just dissipates uh, within a few minutes. So uh, it seems to me that you've got more options, more energy. The pace is up just a little bit. The Jazz, the best shooting three-point team in the league uh, percentage-wise. And I think you put all those things together, and, you know, they'll always say this to you in the locker room, look, we were down, but we didn't break. And I think that's very important that this team with the high expectations, Gordo, that uh, they maybe took, you know, they took one on the chin. Let's be honest. It, it was, uh, uh, there were some worries, some worse, you know, some, you know, some you know, concerns about the depth. And to the credit of the Jazz front office with uh, Justin and Dennis, and David Morey, they they go back out and kind of reset the reset button. And Jordan Clarkson has been an energizer. And I think the team has kind of really followed off of that. And maybe too, kind of looked at within themselves. When you lose teammates, you kind of wonder and ponder a bit. And they've been a totally different team since. Craig Bowler, Jack, with us, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone Bowler, uh, Gordon, and I had what uh, what I thought was uh, an interesting. Uh, conversation earlier today uh, talking about winning in the clutch and maybe yeah. the Jazz haven't mopped the floor with some of these teams and one going away but how much value is there in playing some close games not that you'd ever tell your team hey guys go out and keep this one close we need some clutch experience <laughs> but how valuable is you know these, these close games and getting that experience well for my chair I tell you what it means to me is like in any business uh, and if you guys look if you're on the radio and all of a sudden you get hit with a uh, a breaking story. How do you perform? I mean, that's the kind of the way I look at it too. I mean, in that, in those minutes or seconds that you have to make a quick decision uh, to perform and get the message across, that's crunch time. And teams face it all the time. Some crumble. And I think the the, the fact that the Jazz lead the league and wins in that crunch time says a lot about the fact that there's veteran leadership with a very young team, by the way, led by Gobert, Joe, uh, and Donovan and others, and the coach. Well, I mean, Quinn's at the top of the list when it comes to keeping his cool, even though he's an emotional guy. His mind and the way he draws plays and tries to continue to give the Jazz their best opportunity to win ball games. Look, for fans, I'm not sure if you – once in a while you think of a fun blowout game. Sometimes you like the excitement of a finish. Well, the Jazz are that team right now. And I don't think there's a sense of panic. I don't sense it. I don't know if you guys see it. I don't sense it at all. There's been nine and 11-point deficits. Uh, there's been five or six-point deficits at the half. And the Jazz just seem to make adjustments and then just find a way just to reset and, and start knocking down threes, being more aggressive. Energy seems to be uh, reborn a bit. And then you got Donovan Mitchell, who just seems to thrive off of the challenge of beating teams and making the big shot or the big play late or directing that. And that's kind of where, what I see. It's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, and, again, somebody would say, well, look, it'll come back and bite you. And it, it may. and It probably will. You're going to lose a, a game or two if you play with, you know, with fire. It's going to burn you on occasion. But I will say for the Jazz, 
they, they do not panic, and they seem to be a very confident team, and they stay right to what they want to do, and they continue to run their plays and rotate the ball around until that open shot is available, and then hopefully they take advantage of it. But, you know, last night, controversial ending. Uh, look, it was a crazy, you know, and, uh, you know, Alvin Gentry went crazy. Uh, the official store scorekeeper later gave did not give Gobert a block and basically just said that Ingram missed the shot. And I think Gentry's anger and the way it spilled over onto the floor, you know, the officials themselves seem to be confused. But again, as we know, and we're all learning this, by the way, the replay system is difficult. And the coaches have had, some, I think, some issues understanding it as well. But unless a foul was called, you can't have – that's the trigger. You can't replay. And so that was finally – after the headset was put on, I think that was clarified again from the officials in Secaucus and that Jazz had taken off to the locker room. And, you know, Joe was hanging around just to see what was going on, and we jumped on him for the postgame interview. But – um, yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, everyone has a different angle, a different view, and a different thought. And that's, again, kind of the beauty of sport. Everybody has a chance to argue about was it or wasn't it. And did the Jazz escape or did they earn the win? Um, we'll see them again. We'll see them again, by the way, in about a week. So but we'll, uh, we'll play that one out one more time. Well, there was a foul. I mean, I think most people can see that. Uh, there may have been an offensive foul as well. But like Jake said earlier in the show, man, this stuff goes on all the time, you know? Yeah, I mean, it does. It's just that when it's in the last seconds of a game, then it gets more attention. It does. If this was, uh, you know, middle of the third quarter, then, you know, this would just say, let's play on, and it's going to, you know, things would settle down. But, yeah, when it's ever it's a game-ending play, of course, with a, with a tie – potentially on the line and had they called the foul then it would have been reviewed and if if it would have been confirmed then of course the two free throws and we could have you know obviously looked at overtime if ingram would have made two but not the case and i think in a course of 82 if you play 16 nfl games you know whatever it may be in you know the major leagues and the hockeys and the college and NFL, you know all it, it they always say it, it evens out and i think the jazz will lose a game this year in in a probably in a pretty similar manner um it just happens it's it's what it is and how close this game is it's a game of not inches but like you know millimeters i mean did he or didn't he and the human eye sometimes can't pick it up replay can sometimes but it depends on the angles that you get to uh, and where the cameras are, are positioned so i think that's what brings us back it's it's addicting and you know that's that's why i love what i do Bowler is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, uh, Bowler, no no doubt that uh, Boyan Bogdanovich has been a tradi- uh, terrific addition for the Jazz. But he continues to do things I didn't know he could do. And now we're seeing this little post-game where he's backing guys down, particularly in the fourth quarter. It's it's way effective. Yeah, I love the move last night. Uh, I'm with you. I'm looking at my scores card. It was uh, Bogey. I, I, I made a note. Bogey backs in. Uh, and it, it gave the Jazz a six-point lead and kind of reestablished, I thought, some confidence uh, with the Jazz. It was 79-73 uh, after that bucket. And I'm with you, Jake. I, look, when we knew that Buck Dottavich was going to sign with the Jazz and did, you know, I thought, okay, three-point guy. Uh, but, you know, athletically, uh, the way that he plays in D, the toughness he brings, I really had no idea. Look, I've seen him play. And, you know, last year with the Pacers, but he wasn't used in the same manner. 
And now he does have the, the blow block game. He can use his body. He seems to really trust the strength that he has. You know, he's had some problems finishing at the rim, especially on this, this road trip we just completed. But again, the one thing that guy does never hangs his head and he continues to, you know, to take the shots. And he's got the green light from Quinn Snyder. But you're right. Not only does he shoot the three, but he's a more powerful athlete than I thought he was uh, when he first came over. And you know what? That only bodes well for what the Jazz want to do. Right, and we've been talking about this the whole show. I wrote a column about it, Bowler, and that is that the Jazz run their offense and the ball gets moved a lot and all that. But at certain points, uh, namely at the end of games sometimes, then we see Donovan Mitchell, a playmaker, and now we see Boyan Bogdanovich, a playmaker, playing a little iso ball. You know, mm-hmm. or, or at least initiating into that, and then if they if they see a, a nice matchup, then they might drop a ball off to someone else. But this is handy, especially when it comes down to playoff basketball. You know what? I think a lot of what Donovan and Bogdanovich and even Joe have, have learned and shown more of us, I think, uh, this year. And stay with me on this on this explanation, but <clears throat> once you get into the paint, the way that Joe Donovan and Bogdanovich especially, and even Moutier is very good at this, positioning the body for the defender to drape over their back. And what they use is they use him almost as a screener for the other defender, and then they kind of release off that, or Gordo, as you just said, pass the ball out. Because then you draw a double, and then you've got an open man, and most times it's Gobert. And, uh, you know, he takes advantage of that. But it's really an interesting way to play the game. They they feel the defensive pressure. They use it to their advantage and either explode the basket or, put, you know, or, or step back and get space and, and try to hit the mid-range game. Speaking of mid-range, I mean, Donovan Mitchell's mid-range game this year is phenomenal. And Moutier's got one as well. And I know, I know analytics, uh, and I talked to, to Locke a lot today, and again, you know, I've, I'm trying to convert him a little bit on Moutier in the sense of that the, the, the mid-range game has its purpose and its and its effectiveness. I know three's more than two, and I know the play at the rim is a high, you know, high percentage shot on most cases. But you know, Donovan is killing teams right now with his ability to stop and pop the floater. Uh, and I know we like to see him get at the rim and get more, you know, free throw attempts to increase his point point average. But Donovan, man, right now is I think playing some great ball. He's making great choices, and that was the thing in the off season was for Donovan to be more efficient and to uh, maybe not hit the floors often to protect his body. And I think he's just a much smarter player. And Moutier has that same that same kind of style of play when needed. And Joe does it as well. So, and Bogdanovich, I think, has picked up some of it as well. But it's an interesting play to watch. If you next, tomorrow night, watch how the guys use that body and how the defenders try to drape them, and then how they use that to their advantage to draw defenders and find the open man. Bowler, thank you as always, not only for the Jazz breakdown, but the first person breakdown on the NFL playoffs. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> you bet, Chiefs, man. Chiefs alive. Brady out. Saints out. It's wide open, gentlemen. It's wide open. <laughs> the Chiefs, by the way, as you know, 1970, last Super Bowl appearance. Is it this? Is it? Could it be 50 years later? Yeah, it could. It could. It, could. Could it, it seems wide open. It sure is, guys. Hey, by the way, happy 2020. Well, oh, back at you, Bowler. Happy New Year. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Okay. All bro. right. See you, Bowler. Craig Bowler, Jack, television voice of... The Utah Jazz. It's a weird feeling when you cover games for a living 
uh, to to go into a game and just sit in a seat. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is. It's 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 strange. It, it just hardly ever do it. And in Bowler's case, I mean, he's called games in that in that building, and uh, to go back there and just sit down and pick up a hot dog and <laughs> it's it's like wow. I thought uh, when we asked him what he did in New Orleans, I f- thought for sure he was going to say a mechanical bull ride at the Bourbon Cowboy. But oh, were you, were you sure of that? Yeah, they, doesn't that just seem like Bowler? Uh, See Bowler doing the mechanical bull? No. After seven knee surgeries, I'm not sure that's what. Yeah, he'd maybe. Be doing, Although, yeah. does does it put a lot of strain on your knees to ride the mechanical bull? It puts a lot of strain on them when you get flung off them. Well, that could be true. Well, more straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.